On Living a Sex Positive Life, we explore all aspects of human sexuality. We talk about the good and the bad, the health and healing benefits, the adventures and the relationships, as well as the crimes and the tragedies. We strive to be an advocate and an empowering force in the fight for sexual freedom. Our mission is to educate, entertain, and talk about the touchy subject that affects us all, sex. Now here's your host, Angelique Luna. everyone is Angelique Luna and today I'm with my second co-host Ignixia and we are interviewing Consent Academy today. Yeah hi thanks for having me. Oh yes thanks for doing a wonderful presentation of the class so tell us overview what Consent Academy is and then we'll go talk about the workshop. Absolutely Um, my name is Rachel Drake and I have been with the Consent Academy since its inception in October of 2016 and we are yeah we are a collaboration conglomeration group of consent educators and started in uh, yeah just about a year and a half ago where we came together we'd all been kind of teaching about consent or evangelizing i guess oh that's about. a good word i like that <laughs> yeah. evangelizing that becomes a tricky word right <laughs> i know because not everyone's vocabulary is the same i had to teach my child tolerate yep and she got excited. It's like, that means you do love me. I'm like, that's not. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's what that means. Yes. 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 Uh, so, yeah, we came together. We'd all been educators in some realm. I come from the sex positive community. Our founder, Sar, was, uh, still is a, an amazing therapist that uh, really practices sex positive, which is hard to find in a therapist, you know, mm-hmm. having to explain some of the BDSM practices or relationship dynamics or orientations can be really difficult to find. And uh, he interviewed about 10 of us and we started the organization and have been going strong since then. So we do um, some publishing right now. We're working on a book that's set to come out in November is what we're aiming for this year and doing a whole series of consent workshops and consent classes as well as as writings and materials to really make it accessible and create a common language. So I was really excited to be here at the woodshed today and we had a great turnout of people, really wonderful participation. And I always love seeing that when people are excited about something that's so cerebral, you Mm -hmm. know, because it's, it's real easy to, you get people to show up for some of the, the more Ooh, sexy times. Yeah. Sexy times. <laughs> it sensual is. touch classes yeah. or, <laughs> you know, rough and tumble classes. But um, I, I think that our biggest sex organ is our brain. So I yeah. was really happy to rub everybody's. Oh, yes. So there was a lot of rubbing of the brains and a lot of consensually consensually and passionately discussions. There was a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. So today we really talked about how the intersection of BDSM and consent interact and the nuances that go into that because, you know, consent is easy unless you're doing it right. So, and 90% of us are not. I, but people are trying. Right. I mean, they're, they're really trying to understand. And it, it's one of those topics that the more you know, the less you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm always learning. And the nuances just, it, it, there's so many things that go into it. You know, the relationship dynamics and power differentials and people's roles, not only within the interactions, but also their roles in society and the advantages that were given in different situations, you know, and one of the things that I was talking about today that, um, 
was was kind of visceral for people was what their advantages are not only within our larger larger mm-hmm. culture but uh-huh. what does that look like when you're in specific situations and how does that change and evolve so. yeah I actually uh, so during one of the breaks we had one of the people that uh, is a regular and he came up and he's talking about it. I just I'm so frustrated with the the conversation that happened around privilege and this that and the other and I don't have and I'm like eh, hold on <laughs> hold on mm-hmm. just because you don't think you have it right. and just because it's something that you're willing to work through doesn't mean that when random Joe Schmo off the street sees you, they're not automatically going to get, oh, buh, 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 right. these things, and they're going to have a preconceived notion. Yes. It is then our job to fix that, but until society as a whole fixes that, this is what we have to deal with. And during that exercise, the class was divided. I saw yeah. half the mm-hmm. class participate and the other half was. I I was the one, I'll be guilty, I didn't participate because I didn't agree with a lot of it because, mm-hmm. again, my style is direct and in your face. Sure, you know, yeah. I'm the one that's like, hey, tell me what's wrong, you know. But that's being being a little freaking Mexican Latina girl who's <laughs> gone through hell and back that I just don't give a crap anymore, right, you right. know. I mean, I'm 42 and I, I could give a shit, but understanding the flip side you know someone else who might be a little bit more intimidated yeah okay i get it yeah it's it's definitely something that we've got to work through slowly and it's it's interesting and i think if for nothing else we go into some of these situations i mean all three of us here are educators and a lot of times people go oh there was a there was a visceral reaction to something mm-hmm. that happened in your class. That must have been bad. And it's like, no. no that's what I strive that's for. That's what we love. It's those visceral yeah. reactions that go, okay, you're listening. Yeah. Because if you weren't listening, this wouldn't have affected you. Right? And, and you're thinking it. You yeah. know, that's the whole thing. It's not only just the listening part, but thinking it and processing it yeah. through to mm-hmm. see what is, why am I feeling this? Why, what is wrong with it? And, yeah. and, you know, trying to psychoanalyze. I think oftentimes we kind of forget to psychoanalyze things yeah. and just go with the flow and say yes or no. So, Well, that's why I use listening specifically mm-hmm. as a word because people hear things. Oh, yeah. But oh, they yeah. don't listen. Listen, Yes. And it's, it's not until you get either the visceral disagreement or the overjoyed, holy shit, I'm not a weirdo, yeah. you know, type of, I found my people. It's, it's usually one or the other where you end up with, okay, we've hit home. We've right. hit home for somebody on whatever it was, um, which happened again later on mm-hmm. when we were talking about uh, this whole thing is about consent and, and consent academy. And people had a very visceral rea- reaction to the, the term or phrase consent violation. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did that look like from your side of the, yeah. of the room? So if, for me, I, I really have to, I was, I was co-teaching with, um, one of the other educators from Consent Academy today, and she handles that really well, that conversation. Um, but I always have to remember to take a step back and let the audience process it and let the participants in the, the class follow along. And the way that she leads them down that path is she takes what seems like a very benign mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Um, the consent violation that she talks about was not intentional. No. And it was something that we would all, you know, when you talk about it, totally label it as an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, but her partner at the time felt like his consent was violated mm-hmm. because it was out of the purview of their agreements. And 
She was being really sloppy and not paying attention and very careless in her behavior. And that Mm -hmm. led to him having a pretty serious physical injury that, you know, he was, he hit his head and was passed out for up to three minutes and caused a concussion. Um, Which when you, you look at that, that's, that's a minor brain injury, you know, and and that can cause health problems and all kinds of things. Um, But taking people down that road and what we're really trying to get at is like, what is the power of language right now and what kind of assumptions are you making just Mm -hmm. like with talking about privilege which privilege is a very triggering word for a lot of people right now Mm -hmm. and looking at it as like what are your advantages in whatever culture or community that you're in Mm -hmm. and removing the uh, immediate assumptions around words like violation because when you say oh I got a traffic violation people are like oh what'd you do run a stoplight you know yeah, it becomes when, a non-issue right yeah right and and that's what I, what i've seen over the past couple of years is the media has turned consent violation into this big horrible thing that you can't be you redeemed can't, from yeah mm-hmm. and and i'm all about redemption and you know giving people second chances and there's a big difference between having a consent violation and being a, a perpetrator yeah being a predator and yeah. continuously intentionally looking for loopholes mm-hmm. to get what you want and you know use your privileges or advantages mm-hmm. to you know yeah i actually um so a minor little plug here woodhall sexual freedom summit is next month in august um and last year there was a course that was basically labeled as how do you go through the redemption process mm-hmm. if you have been viol- you know a violator if you've right. if you've been deemed that this happened how do you come back from it and be reintroduced to society and unfortunately it turned into a situation at least from what i gathered that people took it as such a visceral thing of no we can never let these yeah. people back yeah that i don't think the class ever fully touched on what is involved with redemption what's involved sure. with how we we fix these situations because people listen you know consent violation this that and the other and they think rapist yep they, they automatically go there yeah they don't mm-hmm. uh they don't think about the small things and i think a lot of times when people have this ultra visceral relation or relation to that phrase um part of it is why I think in BDSM culture as well that it keeps getting perpetuated because uh, somebody ties somebody up and they get wrist drop, they get a nerve damage, they mm-hmm. get something. Um, and we've gotten so, oh my God, there's no way in, that I could ever be a consent violator mm-hmm. that instead of going, oh, I screwed up, let's fix it. Right. They go, oh no, I did nothing wrong. It's your fault. Right. Which then becomes a malicious act. It becomes a malicious uh, thing, not the act itself, but the follow through. Exactly. And something that somebody would go, oh, well, that was an accident. Okay, we can work through it and redeem. Now becomes, all right, now you're a victim blamer. Now you're this. Now you're this. And suddenly, <laughs> people are no longer around in the community, and yeah. it just keeps going. It right. Does. It does. And and what we're seeing too, and I'm working on a program with the Consent Academy. Um, transformative accountability mm-hmm. and we talk a lot about restorative justice is a big buzzword right now um we're trying to move away from that just because it is so closely tied to the judicial system mm-hmm. and it starts from the praxis of guilt 
Yeah. Right. So it's already after someone has been charged for a crime. Yeah. And then how do we engage in restorative justice? And what I've been finding is people that have been accused of consent violations and haven't been able to voice, hey, wait, this is my side of the story. Yeah. Because even two, three years ago, people, it was just blowing up. People didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. We live in a very punitive culture right now where, yeah. you know, if you even ask questions and say, hey, I want more information about this. Now you're labeled a rape apologist. Yeah. You know? And it's, wow. That's and it's a new dangerous. word on me. It's like, I haven't heard that one yet. Oh, rape media. apologist? Yeah. Rape yeah. apologist. Yeah. The media's it's, not been milking that one yet. Thankfully, I don't think it's gone to the media <laughs> so much here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, that's the whole difference yeah. between West Coast and the South. In the South, we live in a different umbrella. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also one of those that dependent I don't think media is going to cover it quite as much either because they're looking at it still from the side of, oh, well, it couldn't be that bad. I mean, think about how many how many assault charges are finally just now getting processed, whereas people for years have been like, no, this happened to me. No, this happened to me. Hey, mm -hmm. this happened to me. And, you know, movie stars are the big thing that right now that everybody's like, oh, my God, if you're on Hollywood, you're going to be accused of blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, maybe if you didn't do it. Right. And to right. begin with, um, but I think a lot of media right now is still so focused on who's going to be next that you're not going to hear that word yet because they're just focused on the other side of it, mm -hmm. you yep. know. And and they want the sensationalism. They yeah. want the, they oh, want the story, course. you know. And we're we're seeing this pendulum swing on you know the very severe side, which is alienating people, mm -hmm. you know, and alienating. Um, even allies. And mm -hmm. that that's disheartening to me because yeah. people that would otherwise be really proactive and, hey, I want to assess this out. They're just scared. Yeah. You know, they're scared of like, well, what if I'm next? Because I don't think any of us have, uh, none of us have, have lived a life free of right. committing consent violations. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> you know? it's like, please. And it's just like, where, where are you on that scale? You know, <laughs> yeah. and how often does it happen? And are you learning from it? Mm -hmm. You know? And I think that uh, femme identifying people have it easier as far as being able to be forgiven and mm -hmm. like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. And I think we need to see a shift in that. Um, well, it's like your, uh, your presenting partner this weekend, uh, she said even during that story, you know, hey, I'm, I'm a consent violator. This, this thing happened. And everyone kind of did the automatic, but you're this tiny, cute, adorable, you could never. Right. You know. Young, cute, adorable. Uh, yeah. Like, what are you joking Petite. Me? Yeah. yeah. It's like, excuse me. Well, you know, and also it's the way she described the story. And they're like, well, that was an accident. Well, no, it's how her partner felt. And that's the part yeah. that we have to understand. It's how the person feels. It, it, it's not so much the actual incident. Mm -hmm. You know, again, it was an accident based on the story. Right. But it's how your partner felt. Did your yeah. partner feel like, you know, was the consent violated based on their agreements? Mm -hmm. We don't know all the details of the ingredients. Right. Yeah. We're just going based on the person's feelings and emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Regardless of incident or regardless of intent, accident or not, mm -hmm. the result is something happened. Their right. consent was violated and they were injured. And we're all human. Like, we make snap judgments. Yeah. We make snap judgments. And that's that's the thing that we're trying to really get people to unpack. Mm -hmm. Like, where are your blind spots with that? And we get into that pretty deep with our Consent for Leadership course. Yeah. Um, which I'm so looking forward to tomorrow. I yes, we will be here tomorrow. I love Nixie and too. I. Unfortunately, John is working this whole weekend because next weekend we're going to Dallas. Yes. Oh, I just yes. came back Bye. from Dallas. It was so much 
South you, is a great town. So you didn't get caught at uh, carrying the lube and the condoms and the six dildos across state lines? Oh, no. <laughs> okay, no, so I don't ju- pack any of that stuff. Okay, ju- just to let you know, stuff. in case your co-hosts don't come back from Dallas, that is the reason. <laughs> yeah, so we already no assigned than, someone no more with more than the, six dildos in right, Texas in to Texas. get in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good to know. That, that's and if any of them are realistic... You can oh. also get in trouble. Yes. yes I, I did know about that. And <laughs> yeah. the, the vibrators are still illegal Jeez. there. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Dental oh. Diaries. Go check it out, people. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a short, quick break and back to the discussion. What's up? I want to get a new toy. Well, let's go to Fair Villa. But I don't want to waste time reading the instructions trying to figure out how it works. Well, their staff is very well educated and helpful. And Fair Villa University also offers classes. But I want to go to the party instead. <sighs> then check fairvilla.com. Their calendar has all their events that happen on a regular basis. But I don't want to spend a lot of money. Have you heard of their loyalty program? Oh, is that that thing on my keychain that makes everyone blush? Oh yeah, let's go! But which one? They have five locations around Florida. Fair Villa. For pleasure, fun, and fantasy. And we're back, thanks to our sponsors. So, we're going to talk more about the workshop for tomorrow for leadership. Tell us more what we're going to do, because I know today was like an overall of what consent is, all the various yeah. different things. But tomorrow we're getting to the nitty-gritty, probably boxing matches, possible? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Cage matches, that type Knock of thing. Knock out, drag yeah. out consent. <laughs> exactly. Full, that's the full true, contact. That's the true non-consensual non-consent. <laughs> that is what consensual non-consent means, a full knockout. <laughs> no tamping out there. Yeah. Typically, it's... Uh, an eight-hour class, and we're going to be going over most of the things in, in about seven hours. Um, we got really deep into our three tenets of consent and kind of the ingredients that you need to make a good consent soup. <laughs> so, Excellent. And that's uh, capacity, soup. informed, and agreement. So CIA is how to easily remember it. And we talk a lot about capacity, what that means. People mm-hmm. immediately tend to go to substances. Like you, mm-hmm. know, you have reduced capacity or increased capacity based on whether or not you've had alcohol or drugs. Right. You know, but it gets a lot more nuanced than that. And yeah. that that is one of the things that we do cover in our consent for leadership class. We got into it pretty deep today, so we'll be skimming over that tomorrow. Um, but we, you know, we also talk about like, well, how tired are you? You know are you emotionally stable? And that doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Know, just looking at like, are you dealing with grief or stress or anger? Or are you hangry? You know, I, yeah. or, I or need your pain. Yeah. Cause you, you go through a lot. Do you deal with any kind of like how neurotypical stuff goes into this? Or is that a whole nother class? Oh, that is, that's a big topic. <laughs> and yeah. And we, we do talk about, uh, in consent for leadership, uh, blind spots. And yeah. one of the things is making assumptions about whether people are neurotypical or not. Cool. And that, that's a big, huge, yeah. I, I'd like to say that our consent for leadership class is like, 10% consent yeah. and 90% of blind spots, privilege, advantages, how to unpack a consent incident and mm-hmm. how to unpack a report, how to identify the different types of uh, symptoms that people can exhibit when they're in acute trauma, yeah. how to create a safer space so people trust you to mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. report a consent incident. Um, and that's, that's huge because sometimes when you're in a leadership position, yeah. people don't know if they can trust you because right. it, there's can be dynamics with the relationship 
potentially with someone that's committed the consent violation. Yeah. And what degree is it? You know, is it like, well, that wasn't a big deal. I've lived through worse. I don't need to report it. <laughs> right. And, and, but we, we try and encourage people. You need to tell your folks, yeah. you know, whether you're leading a kinky BDSM party or if you're, you know, the leader of a summer camp or any number of ways that you can be in a leadership position. And sometimes that just happens because you didn't step back fast enough yep. and you're the last man standing. <laughs> you were so the to last speak. one to touch your nose. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> and, and, you know, even as us being podcasters, that's another, like, way of being leadership because people are listening to yep. us, listening to what we're saying, you know, yep. and, you know, we violated someone's consent, but it wasn't intentional. Mm-hmm. So we're finally, woohoo, we're on the hate list on someone. We finally made it, you know. that That's how you always yep. know, you know, because – and. We were honest. We're like, we didn't know. We were just talking about a certain incident that's public knowledge. Right. And it wasn't like we were, like, making things up, yeah. you know. And I guess we didn't put the puzzle pieces correctly. So it violated right. the person's consent. And we're like, we're sorry, you know. And, you know, we didn't do it intentional or malice. But sure. shit happens. It does. That's rash. Well, and I think that's... I think a lot of times people forget, especially when they're in leadership roles, they start a club, they start a group, even if it's just a FetLife group. Mm -hmm. You know, you've set up a FetLife group and you've decided that you're going to be the leader for blah, 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 blah in your area. Um, And people forget that that comes with a lot of baggage in itself. Um, And that can be looked at either positively or negatively. It It can also be just a very neutral thing. But people forget that when you put yourself in that kind of a role, People are going to look to you and go, hey, can I trust you with this thing? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if that answer is no, what does that mean for the the leadership that you've provided? What does that mean for, you know, and there's some pretty emotional and mental heavy lifting that happens. Uh, I know I've had a number of people sit on my couch and tell me, hey, this thing happened to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. Um, The first time it happened, thankfully, I had already gone through a course very kind of similar to what you guys put together and it was kind of like okay i have these tools right i might not be the best person at this because i'm still new mm-hmm. but i have tools yeah and i can i can i can show you these tools and we can do this much work yeah and i will totally point you in the direction of of resources, resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. and thankfully it turned into a situation where after that people went okay, now we know that we can come to you. Right. Because you didn't turn around and go, yeah, okay. That's no big deal. Yeah. I've had worse. (laughs) You know? Exactly. (laughs) And that that goes also back to, you know, talking about consent violations. Because if if someone feels that their consent has been violated and they get blown off, guess what? Mm -hmm. Then it's going to become a bigger issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes... They don't want you to do anything other than just listen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, sometimes the action that you need to take is no action. Yeah. Right. You know? So it's not about necessarily fixing it, but it's also not about labeling it for mm-hmm. people either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen a lot of things get blown out of proportion and trauma created when there really was no trauma, yeah. when it was like, well, this was this was a situation of bad sex and I didn't really like how things went down and it was regret and blah blah blah. And then somebody's like, Oh, you got raped. You've been raped. You've been raped. And Assault. Yeah. And and it was like, wait a minute, on what planet? 
Yeah. Like this was, you consented to it. This was maybe toxic relationship dynamics, yeah. but mm-hmm. this wasn't a situation of rape. Yeah. Right. You know? Bad sex does not necessarily mean rape. Amen. And you know, buyer's remorse. It, it, it doesn't, it's not even just sex. So even in a scene or, or even yeah. in a, any regular monogamous relationship, there's also buyer's remorse totally. in that mm-hmm. aspect. So it's totally. like just people need to understand the various different. And take personal responsibility. Oh, yeah. That's we huge. have, I think, deviated as a society because we live in a punitive culture. Yeah. So when you don't, it's the scale. Like, we see less people taking personal responsibility because there is no way for them to have redemption. And mm-hmm. if they take responsibility, then they don't know how to fix it. And they don't know if they're going to be forgiven. No, it's well, parents not teaching their kids personal responsibility. Uh, this is To an extent, yes, I agree. Oh, but I was, think part of it also becomes that we're so litigious. Everything's lawsuits. Everything's, if you take responsibility, I'm going to sue you. But go ahead. No, because <laughs> you're yeah. wrong. But go ahead. Yeah, no, because based on the fact that I'm still old school with my child, mm-hmm. I tell my child, "There's a teacher. You listen to the teacher. Whatever the teacher says, they are, they're the ones who are teaching you. So if they're showing me proof that you did something wrong and you didn't listen, then it is on you. So I have forced my child to take personal responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And every time I go in a parent-teacher conference, they're always like, thank you, we appreciate you, you're, you're awesome. And I'm like, why? Isn't They're like, no other parent is teaching the kid to take full responsibilities for their errors and their mistakes on doing school. It's always the teacher's fault. It's always, you know, the school system that they're not doing it, even though they have provided proof and documentation saying this is what went wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that goes back to society as a whole. We've gone from, again, it goes from, we used to go, oh, I'm sorry, that was my bad. Oh, it's your bad. Well, then guess what? Yeah. You're going to owe me. Yeah. Right. Um, and if we stop looking at it as a this or that, a tit for tat situation of, oh, you're now admitting wrong, guess what? You're, you know, I now have you in a vice. Yeah. And I, and I will say that my kids are now 21 and 24, mm-hmm. and I was very much about radical personal responsibility with them. Mm-hmm. I was degraded as a parent and told that I was damaging them mm-hmm. for getting them to take personal responsibility. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was told I was too harsh on them. Um, <gasps> I was, yeah. I, I got spanked. I got spanked as a parent for oh, doing geez. that. So there was a time in the early 2000s where society was not being supportive of people trying to get their kids yeah. to take personal responsibility. And there was a lot of helicopter parenting yes. and there yes. was a lot of stuff going on with bullying in the schools mm-hmm. where if they didn't care who started what y'all both got expelled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my son was a victim of bullying and we had, I had to tell him, you just have to take it. You cannot fight back yeah. because you'll get kicked out. You have absolutely just have to take it to the point where there was no question about who was bullying who because they would just kick everybody out regardless yeah that was that was something when i was growing up me and my sister uh she got shoved at school so hard that you know those big metal poles yeah used for she her face hit the metal pole it cracked one of her tooth one of her teeth so that it was broken completely off they had to get a cap oh but because she turned around and shoved the other kid, not into anything, but just, to get but just shoved to mm-hmm. get him out of their space, they were both expelled. Yep. And my parents are like, she's got a broken tooth. Right. What? They're like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. She pushed back. Right. 
right? Oh, yeah. What is, and they, they what is want that teacher society? Become, right. More passive. Yeah. You know, and I can go down the whole rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that, so <laughs> completely. That's right? why, you know, they gave 45 a, a, an option right now. I'm like, dude, people, please. Yeah. So what we're talking about on a bigger scale mm-hmm. is what are we consenting to as a culture? Yeah. You know, and how how can we radically change that direction yeah. of, you know, the hegemony of even what we put on our bodies, what we put in our bodies mm-hmm. and where, where are we finding that consent and where is our consent being violated? by all kinds of things. <laughs> See, I absolutely love the super collegiate level cerebral, cerebral courses Yeah, because I very much like teaching that way. Um, so I always love when I find other presenters where I'm like, <gasps> we can have brain picking moments. <laughs> And I'm just a cute little pop culture. Aww. I just kind of, I tra- I just dumbify it just so that way everyone you listens. You make it accessible. Yeah, make it accessible. accessible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we get into a lot of like identifying blind spots in the consent for leadership mm-hmm. and how, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Um, because a lot of people do find themselves in leadership positions that they don't even know how the hell they got there. Yeah. yeah. And wait a minute, what do you mean? People look up to me. Are you mm-hmm. joking? Well, no, I'm very gregarious. Yeah, except when you're dealing with somebody who's an introvert and then you're just overbearing. Like, yeah. you know, and how, how do you look at that coin mm-hmm. of, you know, are you gregarious or overbearing? Yeah. Boop, depends on who you're talking to. So those are some of the things that we, we work on mm-hmm. for our consent for leadership and, and doing all those cool stuff. Oh, I'm um, so excited. Yeah, we've yeah. got, we've got a, a lot of really great classes uh, coming up. Actually, we're based in Seattle mm-hmm. and uh, we do travel all over the country and we send our, our uh, educators clean them far and wide. <laughs> so we are uh, technically international. We do teach in Canada. So. Yay, <laughs> Canada. Um, I, I'm looking into moving up there. Right the thanks goes. <laughs> right. right. Uh, yeah. So we, we can go wherever you need us to go. And we love coming and doing like full weekend seminars mm-hmm. and um, even breaking it up into like, how many classes do you want to have? Do people want to come to the whole series? Um, it's very important for communities to get on the same page and have a common language. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's one yes. of those things. Like, just like with sex, you ask 20 people about sex, how many definitions are you going to get? You yeah, know, 30. You're right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and the same thing with consent. I, I talk to people, you know, regular muggles on the street and <laughs> yes. say, um, this is what I do. And they're like, but what, what is consent? Right. And they're legit, like yeah. asking, yeah. like, what does that mean? And I've got a really good, you know, elevator speech and it's about, it's yeah. about power dynamics and, you know, and they're like, oh my gosh, wow. Like, and they know it's complex, you yeah. know, they know that it's more than just no means no, or yes means yes, or enthusiasm because, yeah. you know, yeah. it, that doesn't always work in the real world. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's been an interesting yeah, journey. That, that totally, so my husband and I were out celebrating our five-year anniversary the other night, and we just went to the cigar shop that he works at. Thank yeah. you. Uh, and a, a guy that uh, works at the cigar shop was talking to him, having, you know, guy time, and trying to figure out this situation with this girl that he's been seeing, this woman that he's been seeing. Did and you tell him sometimes, sometimes a well, cigar is just a cigar? <laughs> well, my husband goes, you should talk to my wife. And he goes, I don't want to bother. No, really, you should talk to my wife. She deals with the relationships and all of this so he finally comes over and he's like and basically the the whole crux of his issue was they haven't solidified if they're in a relationship or not yet and he doesn't know how to ask 
because he's afraid that he might scare her off. Aww. Yes, that and goes I was to like, the definition Aww. of relationship. It's like you're so cute. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're moving from booty call to friends with benefits to actually boyfriend and girlfriend or partners, whichever, because we didn't yeah. know that the dynamics. Yeah, you know, it, it's the whole definition. Yeah. And even hooking up, hooking up to us back when we were growing up, right. it's completely different than now. You now know? it's Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill, or, or, or hooking up is there for of dating i'm like what what right oh yeah the first time i heard somebody that was my sister's age i've got sisters that are still teenagers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're like oh yeah we're gonna go hook up and i was like what right yeah what (laughs) we're just gonna hang out like (laughs) they're like yeah we're gonna go like watch a movie and i'm like what does that mean netflix Netflix? (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) yeah yeah that's the generation kids in their terms <laughs> right right yeah it's been it's been really fun for me being a sex positive parent and like yep. i've worked at a, a swing club for a long time before we closed and both of my kids came to the club yeah um after of course they were over 18 but it yeah. was interesting to to hear their perspective on what sex positive means and mm-hmm. their definitions and mm-hmm. how that's evolving and changing and being super proud of my daughter for getting kicked out of the sex ed class in high school and you know all those she said this things. isn't enough <laughs> oh she i so i i didn't know that uh cuz i got the notice about if you want your kid exempt from the sex ed class you have to sign this and i was like whatever you know all information is good information and found out later that she got kicked out every day that they were doing the class because they were trying to teach abstinence only. Oh, right. Yeah. And that she... doesn't work for a sex positive household. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Cause my child did the same thing, but they didn't kick her out because they already knew who I was. So yeah. yeah they made her go sit in the hallway and I was like, I had no idea. Um, and then she decided that her senior project was going to be implementing a true sex positive yeah. Sex ed program. They wouldn't let her do it. Aww. Oh, boo. <laughs> boo. She wrote it over the summer. It was this really great curriculum. Like all this, I was so proud of her. But the practice of doing it was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And she even wanted to include like gender fluidity definitions mm-hmm. and was getting really radical and we're in washington state like seattle is like the liberal bubble yeah. of the world it's ridiculous very close to oregon and yeah. portland that whole thing oh yeah yeah like you can just skip down the coast of you know seattle portland san francisco and oh, it's san amazing francisco. how backwards it all is but even the school system in san francisco oh, i was yeah. just down there talking to a friend of mine who's also a sex educator and she's like yeah some of the school districts are doing abstinence only yeah it's mm-hmm. insane. It's yeah, I mean, insane. there's a whole lot about San Francisco that makes me, like, scratch, as my scratch my head. Right. Uh, there's a whole lot about San Francisco that makes me scratch my head, but there's a certain vibe that when you're there, when the kink and sex positive mm-hmm. events are going on, you're just like, yes. I'm home. This is yes. My, my yeah. people. My yeah. people. Castro. With everybody yeah. Naked. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Oh. All right. On that note, we're going to quick, take a quick break and listen to our sponsors. This is John C. Luna. And this is Angelique Luna. And if you like the content we've been putting on Living a Sex Positive Life, then we need your help. For as little as a dollar a month, you can give to our Patreon account, which will help us... Seriously? It works for PETA. Why not us? We're we're starving sex educators here. Let's just tell them what they get. For as little as a dollar a month, we'll give you all past content and bonus content. But if you're able to give just a little bit more... We can give them what? 
Video content? We could give them a one-on-one 30-minute Skype. They could have a private access to a group chat. Or even better, we could answer one question per month live on the podcast. So if you like what we're doing and you want us to keep doing it, please go to our Patreon page for Living a Sex Positive Life and Give Generously. Oh, dear God. (laughs) And we're back, thanks to our sponsors. So, tell us where else are you going to be teaching for the next couple of weeks, months, years? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, after I'm in Orlando, we actually have a lot of things going on in Seattle. That is our home base. Yeah. So, we have some exciting things coming up. On July 14th, we do have a Beyond the Basics nonverbal consent. Ooh. Yeah, which is, is pretty fun and nuanced. And we uh, go through some videos and clips and stuff like that. So, it's multimedia and very interactive. We have a lot of exciting things on the horizon as far as that goes. Um, on the 19th in Seattle, again, we do a monthly free workshop of our Consent 101, and that's open to anybody. Uh, we do move them around to different libraries in the area, mm-hmm. so they're very accessible, and they're for all ages, uh, and they are free, which is great. And then we will be at the Pan Eros Gallery, which is uh, the sponsors for CEIF, the Seattle Erotic Art Festival, formerly known nice. as the Foundation for Sex Positive Culture. We nice. have one of the biggest erotic art festivals in the world, and Ooh. that usually happens in the spring. So we do a couple of fundraisers throughout the year. So we need to go to Seattle in the spring. Yes, uh, you should come. <laughs> I mean, a great podcasting. You'd have an op- a huge opportunity to talk to a lot of artists and um, sex performance artists. Nudge, 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 nudge. Yeah, you should see Nixia's look right here. And I'm just like, oh, Truly. great. Now I have to get back with wifey on the road here. It's yes. like. <laughs> yes. yes. So we do a sexploration weekend where it's all uh, different classes and a lot of fun. And people get to come and explore and do different tastings and that type of thing. Um, and then, again, our basic classes. And then we're doing our big fundraiser on August 24th. And it's sensual consensual Ooh, that sounds of, hot yeah it's kind of like a fun little um kind of like set up like a school carnival where you go to different booths nice. as you interact in consensual ways for your different senses so oh. it's about what does consent look like in a positive way for touch mm-hmm. for taste for smell for your sight. Ooh, yeah. I like it. And just, I, I love to see video and you know photos of that because yeah. that sounds like something we could do down here. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like something we may have to steal and tweak. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. especially in this area. Oh. Yeah. So my favorite booth that we're, we're looking at setting up is what does consent taste like to you? And going through, yeah. And, and Chocolate making, strawberries. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. But just going through, is it salty? Is it sweet? Is it creamy? You know, and then Ooh. just making these little tastings for people so they can, this is what consent tastes like to me. So. Creamy, salty, that could go so right? <laughs> many different ways. <laughs> go so good and so bad at the same time. So the ace same side time. of me is like, what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the pineapple joke. Everyone's like, just eat pineapples, sweeten it up. Oh, right. my God. <laughs> salty pineapples. It's still salty. Yeah. <laughs> Use your imagination, folks. That, that, that's what the show is explicit, okay? We are totally <laughs> talking about desserts. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Well, and it depends on what you like for dessert. <laughs> I'm, I'm a creamy filling sometimes. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone likes flan. Right? <laughs> There's always room for jello. Right. 
Uh, so we've got a lot of great workshops that are in development right now. Mm-hmm. And one of the big series that we're going to do is if people are interested in becoming a consent educator, we do have a certification program that we're putting together. Ooh. So people can come up to Seattle and spend yeah. a week with us and um, get a lot of intensive training. It's It takes about 50 hours of training before you get to the level that I'm at. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been doing adult education since 1998 in some capacity and been a sex positive educator since 2005 Mm -hmm. and activist and all the fun things. All the fun things. All the fun things. Um, Have run over 350 sex positive parties and Mm -hmm. run over 1,200 events in my my career so it's been been a fun journey and very yep. i got i got some stories yes <laughs> yeah so it, with that much i'll be like okay since 1998 you got plenty of stories yes. there yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and i've been in and out of the vanilla world with the, mm-hmm. the adult education but i really find that i truly believe that cultural change happens in the sex positive community Mm-hmm. That is really the epicenter of where change happens. And oh, yeah. If you look at, you know, things like the vagina monologues. Yeah. And prior to that show, you couldn't say vagina in public, mm-hmm. you know. And- uh, or people still have problems with that, which I have to admit to a crazy story. I was at Blog Her mm-hmm. last year, and Vagicel was doing, like, you know, I love my vagina. So, yeah. like, they were, like, screaming. And I kid you not, I, I counted at least 30 to 40 people who said, I'm not saying that. That's disgusting. How can you say that? I'm like, oh. I'm like, what the heck? I, like one of my friends yeah. was sitting at that table. She's like, where are you? I need to run. I got to get away from these people. They're crazy. It's like, you're supposed to love your body. And, and by saying that, it's like, that's a disgusting word. You're basically saying your body is disgusting. Yeah. You know, and, and what are you teaching to the next generation on that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, that self-love is mm-hmm. where we're really going to be able to heal feel a lot of what's going on in the world so well i'm talking about you know society changing so drastically just from sex positivity i mean think about just uh stonewall oh yeah stonewall catapulted society into a change simply because they were tired of being harassed by the police Mm -hmm. because they wanted to have a bar where they could hang out and be gay together and just be right and it wasn't it wasn't some you know they simply wanted to exist yeah and it turned into we now have you know marriage equality and all of these things and we're finally starting to get to the point or at least we were starting to get to the point where people are starting to open up to the idea of stuff uh-huh. um and it was simply you know one night's worth of action right suddenly boom rocked the world mm-hmm. yeah yeah so, um, if you ever think that you don't matter, guess what? Yep, you all matter, especially in this day and age with technology and social media mm-hmm. and YouTubers and Instagrammers. You know, you guys are making a difference because people are listening. People are, are paying attention yeah. to what you're doing. And as little as you may say, it may be powerful for many other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And you never know the impact that you're going to have on people or what they're going to go and do yeah. and being that second order change and that ripple in the pond yeah. of change and how that can affect people it's mm-hmm. it's pretty powerful yeah definitely can get what do you want to tell us any good horror stories that you've learned throughout the years adventures oh, <laughs> I, I, or, or educational moments as i like to call yeah, it yeah. Uh-huh, moments. <laughs> teaching moments, teaching moments. Um, really you know when i started in 
doing a lot of the sex positive work, I was very much what I could have called a vagina warrior. You know, I was, I was down with like, we got to end violence against women and we got to do all this and it's all, you know, Mm -hmm. the evil men and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then I started hearing just the abject horror stories of how men had been victimized as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not only through, you know, had been assaulted and not heard, uh, the violence against them and, and just these gentle souls that were just like, and, and false accusations and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the whole crux of these stories. And it really softened my resolve to, it's a human condition. Yes. And, and we, we've got to, we've got to stop this conquer and divide and, mm-hmm. and, and seeing the effect that, like I was talking about earlier is that how allies have been alienated because there's these assumptions. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, hearing, you know, the horror stories of, you know, had a conversation with a gentleman that was just, had been accused of, um, a sexual assault when he wasn't even in town. (laughs) Oh, that's so bad. What he went through, you know? Um, and then there's these amazing stories of triumph too, where, where people, do come together and support each other and raise each other up. Right. And, you know, triumph. Um, the, the club that I worked at was born out of, you know, swingers are no, we're the bad party kids of the sex positive community. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna, not gonna lie. I, I, and it's like, that's the fun part because it is considered kink because I did become a certified kink aware professional mm-hmm. that the streams cross, you they know, do. they yeah. all do. You're yeah. either a swinger, then you, you kind of tumble into polyamory, then you kind of tumble into, you know, power exchange, you know, it, it, it all but happens. But some people don't. Yeah, yeah, and they don't, and yeah. then and then it, it gets catty. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm a swinger. I am right. never going to be poly, or I I'll never do the kinky stuff. It, it, it's like, dude, just accept everyone who what we do. Right. You know, that we're eventually going to tap into the other pond by accident. Right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. And it's it's fun to watch people transition, and I I like to think of myself as like the rabbit hole for people to go down and discover more fun things. So, um, so we'd do a fetish night once a month at the club that I worked at and we would, uh, I'd be a tasting dom and yep. show people, you know, okay, what do you want to know about today? Wax play, electric. Like, yeah. And it was a very safe environment and controlled environment. Um, mm-hmm. because a lot of times when people are exploring the idea of a dungeon mm-hmm. is very scary Yeah, know, and not knowing what's going to happen or what it's going to be like. And mm-hmm. you know, the 50 shades of awful that came out. <laughs> A couple years ago, which is a a, a delightful tale of abuse. It it, it is, but the only positive thing I could ever say about that, it started the conversation. It did. Absolutely. That's that's the only positive thing I have. You know, because yep. everyone knows I've been kicked out of the theater the first movie. So <laughs> I was laughing so hard. They they uh, said you had to get out. And that's funny. Yeah, because everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's a love story!" I'm like, "What the f-? no?" And yeah, right. so they kicked me out. Man. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> so, obviously, coming to these classes, going to the training sessions and things like mm-hmm. that, what other advice would you give someone who's listening in and going, I want to be a good cause for change or a good uh, consent warrior in my community? Yeah. Um, what are some of the starting steps that they can do um, if maybe some of these courses and getting you guys in isn't an option? What sure. are some of the small steps they can take? 
Uh, small steps are um, being really self-aware and taking the time to listen. You know, I was a theater director for a long time, and one of the things I used to tell my actors, stop waiting for your turn to talk and actually listen. Uh-huh. And I think that that's good advice in in life. Uh-huh. If, yeah. you're, if you're actively engaged in a conversation and you're present and you're aware of, you know, am I able to comprehend what's going on? Do I have the capacity? Am I being attentive and aware? Do I have enough information? Are uh-huh. we speaking the same language? Do I understand the jargon? Do I understand what's being asked of me? Uh-huh. Am I brave enough to ask questions if I don't understand? Uh-huh. Yeah. And what is our agreement? Are we clear on what we're agreeing to? Then you're going to have good consent practices. Mm-hmm. And it's a daily practice. You know, it doesn't just happen right overnight engaging in sex, you know, and it's, it's something that you work on every day. And, um, one of the stories I like to share is like, how do you create consent culture? That's a big question that I get asked yeah. a lot. Um, one of the ways that I did that in my workplace was there was this culture of people interrupting and it was yeah. like, no, I need this now, you know, and what that can do is like, you know, I was writing a lot of copy and marketing materials and that takes a lot of focus and creativity mm-hmm. and concentration. And once you're in the flow, you can get broken out of it. And it's like, God, it's going to take me now. It's gone. it's gone. What was I talking about? Um, so people would do that to me and I would stop and say, can I come and talk to you in five minutes? Mm-hmm. You know, and then I would also model that behavior I would walk up to their desk and say, hey, I have a question for you. Let me know when you're available. Yeah. And by modeling that consent, I was asking for consent. Mm -hmm. I wasn't just demanding. It wasn't, I wasn't asserting my privilege. I wasn't having unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. Then I was able to shift that culture and notice that like, oh, wait, she's showing me this courtesy and instead of distracting and people would say oh I'm okay now like or they would say thank you I'll you know come and find you yeah and they would and it's about following through and mm-hmm. creating that consent culture and it's something that's so easy to do uh-huh. but it's modeling the behavior that you want to see um, also you can have agreements with yourself that nobody else has to know about <laughs> and I was talking about that a uh, little a lot during the class yesterday and today that um, I had a consent agreement with my mother that she was not aware about, or she was not aware of, Mm -hmm. didn't know about it, uh, because we were having some struggles in our relationship dynamics. And I was just like, I had this checklist of like, if she talked about this stuff, I was done. And I wasn't going to have this conversation with her anymore. Mm -hmm. And I told her that, like, you know what, I asked you not to talk about this. I'm going to hang up. I'll call you in two months and see where we're at. (laughs) And I just kept putting her in time out. And eventually she decided that our relationship was worth it and worked on her herself and came to realize, I get it. I'm sorry. I I understand that I was not respecting your boundaries and respecting you as a person. And not everybody is able to do that and be self-actualized. Exactly. We're still working with that with some of our own family members because we we, we do this whole thing and they still, I mean, we know one coin phrase that we're like, done you messed up so bad you acknowledge you messed up but you're still not correcting it yeah 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 Yeah, one of the one of my favorite things uh so the person that i interviewed when i was in dallas uh ty the gentleman he gave me a really cool uh buzzword or phrase he's like you know i saw that you were sitting with somebody and that you kind of gave me a look of like please come save me Mm -hmm. he's like but obviously you couldn't say that um 
he's like, you know, if you if you ever need me to come by and and pull you, sure. He's like, just ask me how the pizza's coming along. Nice. Oh. And if I say, oh yeah, the pizza's in the oven, we gotta go get it. It's an easy out. Yeah. We yeah. you know we can we can go mm-hmm. and leave the conversation without offending the person yes. that. Um, and I was like, oh, I love this. Yeah. I am totally stealing this. And it's kind yeah. of, it's an emotional safe word. Yeah. 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 And that's, I would teach that in my Swinger 101 classes mm-hmm. when people would, you know, come to the club for orientation. Yeah. We'd talk about that in orientation and, you know, what, what is something that you can communicate with your partner to get out of the situation? Yeah. Because sometimes it's, you don't know what to say and you don't want to make it awkward. And maybe it's, you know, you might not be into the person or it's like, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. So many different reasons why you need to get out of a situation. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. fantastic. But make sure it's not something easily like water. Like, right. yeah. exactly. Yeah. I had a couple that that was their safe word and they're like, oh, let's get you more water. It's like, no, that's, I did. It's like, yeah, so here, they, I've got water right exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they can't get out of it. I'm like, no, make sure it's something like, I like yeah. the pizza stuff. Yeah. That, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Or have you heard from the kids? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I had a couple that used that that didn't have kids. Yeah. So that was one of those instant things of like, oh, yeah, we got to get out of here. Yeah. 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 And it's it's one of those that I'm normally very good about going, hey, I got to go. Mm-hmm. But this conversation was just one that it didn't matter how many times I was like giving the, hey, I got to go. It was great. Talk. It, it didn't right. matter. Yeah. You know, you, sometimes you get people that just will block you in physically and emotionally. emotionally mm-hmm. And you're just like. Uh, so it's really cool to have those little check-ins yeah. and, yeah. and having the self-awareness to go, okay, I am allowed to absolutely cut people off, yeah. especially, I mean, okay, Mother's Day, Father's Day, those things have just mm-hmm. come and pass. And on Facebook, a lot of people are sharing around the, like the info, um, I don't want to call it a meme cause it's not really, it's more of an infographic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to celebrate toxic family members. Right. Nope. Um, and I think a lot of people forget that, you know, part of self-awareness and consent with yourself is that you don't have to celebrate, uh, toxic family members just because they were involved with bringing you into the world or living with you or providing. It doesn't matter how long somebody was involved with your life. If they are now a toxic part of your life, Mm -hmm. you are allowed to remove them. And so many people forget that because we have this feeling of, of debt to people. You don't owe anybody anything. And you, yeah. even if you move as far away as possible, they still follow you. Mm-hmm. Talking from experience from both sides of the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Well, this is fantastic. Tell everyone how they can find you. Absolutely. Yes. Our website is consent.academy. Nice. Isn't that awesome? That's, that's, that's it. That's cool. It. That's it. That's cool. Consent.academy. I like and, it. And, uh, yeah, you can find us on the web. Uh, we have a fantastic new social media person, so our social media presence is going to get bumped up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, when you are a, a new organization and, you know, working really hard to bring the curriculum and mm-hmm. bring the noise. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> uh, we're working on publishing a book and all the things, so we're, we're, locking people into different positions consensually of course yes. <laughs> and uh and really working towards um helping people find a common language and mm-hmm. you know bring consent culture to all corners of the planet so. and the website has all of the information if they want to book you and all of that yes yeah awesome and the current offerings that we have um upcoming events as well as uh, we are working on expanding our library uh, mm-hmm. resources and that type of thing. And we will eventually be offering online classes. Oh, Perfect. excellent. Yeah, and we've got, uh, well, 
working on scheduling our book release party as well for sometime in November. So Which sounds like in November that. we need to have another podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Another travel. Yes, yes, yes. So (laughs) let's get fundraising first. Let's get our Patreons to subscribe, you know, book us for classes and workshops and coaching and education. All the stuff that we do to raise the money. Seattle, bring us out so we can... Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> we're looking for our maybe one of our sponsors could you know to really go. send us out there. So yes, so we somehow we need to get Southwest to sponsor us. Yes, go. so we gotta get <laughs> yeah. Southwest there. Yeah. Yes, 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 working on that. And how can they find you, Miss Ignixia? Uh, I am on Twitter um, with my screen name Ignixia I G N I X I A. Um, so you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Facebook. I'm technically on FetLife, but I'm not really on there very often. So yeah. Uh, so, um, the YouTube channel is starting to form. Um, you can also find me on kink positive education, um, on Facebook and Twitter. Um, so that's where a lot of the, um, education stuff's going and my own little solo podcast as I travel around without, without my wonderful wifey poo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys could see my face, you'll understand the inside gag joke. <laughs> um, and now, all of your stuff. Okay, you can find me everywhere on our social media at livinasexpositivelife.com. And then also, um, if you do want to find me on FetLife and other places, that's under Miss Angelique Luna. But we do offer workshops, coaching, educations, um, entertainment too. Remember, we, we are great entertainment for any event there. Yeah. Yes. So thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our show tonight. You can find us on our webpage, livinasexpositivelife.com, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on Living a Sex Positive Life, where you follow all our stories and adventures. You can find me on all social media as Miss Angelique Luna. And you can find me on Facebook and Twitter as John C. Luna. Please reach out and let us know how we're doing. Please like, share all our contents, leave your opinions, comments, complaints. We accept it all. But we also like to thank our sponsor, The Woodshed. You can find them on their webpage, thewoodshedorlando.com. And they're also on FetLife and Facebook, where you could see a lot of their events and promotions going on. So thank you very much for uh, joining tonight. (laughs) Thank you. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.